Friday morning here on Sid and Friends in the Morning, and again, we've been talking all morning long about that big bash last night. Once again, congratulations to Cousin Brucie and our very own John Katsimatidis. A lot of very good-looking people there last night, handsome men, beautiful women. One of the most handsome men there last night is a man that comes on after me here on WABC, 10 a.m. every weekday, Fox and Friends, his own great show, One Nation, 8 p.m. Saturday nights on Fox News. He is... Brian Kilmeade, and you did look very, very dapper last night, Brian. Very. Really? Yeah. I, I thought you did, too. I mean, no, no, I, I looked the best. No, 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 We're not supposed to look good at night. Yeah, no, We're I, supposed to be in bed. Right. I look the best, but you look good. So, so I, like, was I second? I'm not sure you were even second, but you were up there. Let's leave it at that, okay? <laughs> right, because John Katsimatidis tried to blend in with his wonderful blazer. That looked great. Could barely pick him out from the crowd. <laughs> Him and Margot both went with sequence. And I'll tell you what was funny last night was I was keeping my eye on your table because two of my favorite people in the world are you and, of course, Judge Janine. And you guys were sitting directly in front of me about two tables away. And as soon as Governor Kathy Hochul went up on stage and did a little spiel, you guys were gone. Was that a coincidence or was that planned? When Hochul got on stage, you and Piero exit stage left. Hmm. I had to go um, because I have, I have an hour and a half to get home uh, with traffic. Right. So, and I got to be up at 2.30, like you. So, to get back here into New York City. So, it wasn't a timing thing. It probably would have been interesting what you had to say because it's just fascinating to see a woman screw up a state uh, worse than the guy that she replaced. And I've never seen such incompetence. Thinking about having an emergency session. Uh, I don't know. Walking around. We can't get schools going. Uh, crime is out of control. The only thing that gets people to prosecute criminals is putting them on the front page of the New York Post. And she can't get her party to do anything with the super majorities uh, in Albany. So to me, I've never seen such ineptness. It would have been fascinating to see her speech. Um, but I unfortunately, I care about this show, your show, and, t- and the, the TV show more. Yeah, I have, I mean, We have a job to do. Yeah, and she wasn't. I wanted to show respect for... Cousin Brucie, but more importantly, John Casamitidi's birthday. Yeah, she wasn't fascinating at all. She 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 made a nice little speech on behalf of John, and and that was it. On a serious note, she said nothing of real substance. And you're right, she she's the all time worst. And I got to tell you, my former buddy, the mayor, who now I just malign just about every day the last two months, Eric Adams, he comes out yesterday or the day before actually and says this migrant crisis is going to destroy New York City. No kidding, moron. The problem is you were there at the very beginning welcoming the whole thing. Now you've decided a year later after shaking hands on the entrance line, telling everybody come to my sanctuary city and treating these people better than homeless Americans and even veterans. Now you're complaining? You're going to destroy our city? You're right, Eric. And guess what? You're part of the reason why. Yeah, I mean, unless you're going to say, I mean, that's great memory. I mean, I we were covering it live when the buses dropped off just 60 people at the vice president's house and 35 in New York. And I thought to myself, Governor Abbott's trying to make a statement, but, you know, he's losing money. These people in Texas might be a little upset by this. But what it did is open the doors. It's not all Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis. What it did is showed people you don't have to stay in the border cities. We're being destroyed, but you probably want to go elsewhere. If we're going to let you in, you don't have to stay in Arizona and Texas. So then on their own, these people are coming because this mayor and the governor said you can. Now, the surrounding counties are saying don't bring them here, including Nassau County. say don't even think about it. 
So now they're all staying in New York City. And his way of solving it is, why don't they go elsewhere? No. Uh, don't, you know, don't go throw it in and throw them in Buffalo, by the way, where there's two rapists up there in Chicago. Did you see what happened in the airport? Two guys, two of these migrants beat up cops. And then the woman, the one of the councilwomen said, well, we don't do any background checks on them. We just let them in as if that's a defense. So this is all Democratic created. And I believe this is going to be the theme this weekend on, on One Nation. You know, we talk about different issues that pop up when the economy collapsed. John McCain was the nominee after the Iraqi surge. But by the time he's going against Obama, the economy collapses. And Obama did a much better job showing that he was uh, clued in and people wanted to turn the page. That gave him the upset victory. The next thing you know, we are looking at abortion at the midterms. So Roe v. Wade gets overturned. The Republicans have no message. And this this uh, would-be red wave never never happens. I believe that this illegal immigration thing, the busted border, which is solely on the shoulders of Joe Biden, that has Democrats going on de- at Democrats, will be the undoing this this November. I agree with you 100 percent. And we saw it again firsthand the last couple of days. I mean, my daughter, like your kids, is in college, but I've got a son, Gabriel, 14 years old. He had his first day of high school just two days ago. And I know over 20,000 illegals, sorry, uh, kids, not their fault. I feel badly for them. They're trying to go to school. DOE hired about 200 teachers, many of them bilingual. But the truth is, this is unfair to those kids. It's unfair to our kids. It's unfair to tax payers and for Eric Adams to say oh my god we're in trouble it just makes me angry the kids now the kids are starting to suffer there's no excuse for that yeah I mean you see some of these quotes these kids going I have to get out of my school I have to go to a private school because I can't even get in the door in Long Island City the line was wrapped around the place and the guy's like I got to go find money to go to a private school I can't do this and not only have we asked our kids to suck it up for the ridiculous six feet apart and the, and the masking and go home and find yourself an iPad and go zoom into your class and not pay attention. Now we, we tell them go to school and then we say we well, don't have any room for you because of people that came here illegally trying to take advantage of our system. You know, and people say they want to come to New York and they're pointing to the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty has nothing to do with this. It doesn't say come to America, break our rules, shatter our immigration system, and take advantage of our social programs. I haven't been to the Statue of Liberty lately, but I'm pretty sure that's not on the base of the statue. Boy, that is well said. Oh, my God, Brian, you should start One Nation with that tomorrow night. You're exactly right. That's not what the Statue of Liberty and our country is all about. In fact, it's the complete antithesis of what our country is all about. So the, the immigration is a mess. There's no question. Now, my friend President Trump, who was on this show a week ago today, and by the way, I was on your terrific radio show right afterwards. He's in yeah. South Dakota today with Christy Nome and Uh, She's going to endorse President Trump today. Some folks think maybe she has the inside track on the VP. I don't think that's the case. But either way, I know he likes her. She likes him. Donald Trump in South Dakota today. And again, another week, indictments, all these issues. And the numbers continue to grow. Big night last night. Him and Giuliani in Bedminster raising money for the former New York City mayor. Donald Trump right now, Brian Kilmeade, is an unstoppable force. I will say this. All sides are saying, keep. I'm, I'm not saying DeSantis is out of it. Uh, I know you think so. But look out, look out for Nikki Haley. The CNN, of all people, did a poll of all the GOP candidates. They all beat Biden for the first time. And the one with the biggest lead 
uh, is 46-46 with Trump. But Haley beats, uh, beats Biden by six points. So Pence, uh, who will be on the TV today, by two. Scott uh, w- up wins by two. DeSantis in a dead heat with Biden. And Ramaswamy loses by one. Uh, Christie wins by two. So there's got to be panic on the left. But so far, this is what I loved out of everything. He was on with Hugh Hewitt yesterday, was the former president. And Hugh Hewitt says, you know, why'd you move the, uh, what are you going to say when they ask you why you move the boxes? He's like, I'm not going to try my case here with you. He goes, I'm not going to answer any of this. And I thought that is the smartest thing. Because the president has never been disciplined when it came to court cases. And it drives his... Uh, it, it really makes things difficult for him legally. I think he understands how serious this is. He's got to play the perfect game. And that's what he's got to show. Make this about the election. Don't say anything that's going to fuel Jack Smith or that idiot in, in, in Georgia or that's going to hurt him in this defamation trial in New York or make or bail out Alvin Bragg. Keep it disciplined when it comes to the court cases and be yourself when it comes to the country because more and more people are seeing that he was actually acting in the best interest of the country. And when you see this president shut off the drilling in Alaska after Congress approved it, knowing that gas prices are going up and they just cut production in Saudi Arabia, you see the broken border. This is not even debatable. What's this guy doing? That's the thing that Trump has going for him, that Biden seems to be acting against our country's interest. And for special interests in such a blatant way, it's no longer nuanced. You don't need the expertise of Sid Rosenberg and Van Jones to unwind it. This comes up on every barbecue, every tailgate. They can figure it out. And that's why you see every Republican winning. And that's why people go, yeah, the last guy. Christy Nome was on with me yesterday. And he said the only person who went to bat for the country in, in his own unique way was Donald Trump. And she says he's the last one to do it. And she's basically... Going to probably endorse him today. I can't imagine him coming to South Dakota and her not saying at this moment, yeah. I'd like to take yeah. uh, take this time to say that Donald Trump uh, he has my full endorsement and support. And I think she's a like she is moves to the front of the line for for running mate, don't you think? I don't know. I mean, I had a private conversation with somebody very close to Trump who said she has the inside track, but the odds of her getting it are about 10 percent. That doesn't sound like a very, very high number to me. So I don't know. You know, Trump was on my show last Friday, and when I asked him about these potential people, he said, quote, Sid, a VP has never won anyone the presidency. So he made it sound like it's not that important. I don't care. I brought up Nancy Mace, Carrie Lake, Tulsi Gabbard, Christy Nome, the guys on stage, and he seemed uh, relatively disinterested. So we'll see. Uh, but you mentioned Joe Biden, the broken Look, border. Sid, can I just add one yeah. thing to this? This yeah. is why it's important. This is the second term of Trump. He's done. And this will be the heir apparent. So this is the heir apparent. And Trump doesn't have to feel, he doesn't say, he doesn't want someone there that doesn't want to be ambitious. Like, for example, Dick Cheney says, I don't want to be president. That he has to say, whoever he picks, that is the one he's essentially anointing to say, you're going to have the machine behind you in four years if we win. No, that is a very good point. You're right. On the way out, uh, Biden, broken borders, all these issues. And the more smart people I talk to, like you, Brian, to be honest, 
uh, they say he ain't going to be the guy. Whether it's uh, the House GOP, they're going to get him. He's just not well enough. He's not going to be the guy. Now, I did see Kamala Harris do an interview last week, and she was touting I was the first woman AG, the first woman vice president. And the reason why they make fun of me is because they're scared because we may win again based upon the merit of our administration. She's completely delusional and, quite frankly, stupid. So I'm trying to figure out on the left if Biden doesn't do it and Michelle Obama doesn't jump in, who can take on somebody like Donald Trump and even win? And I can't seem to find that person. Can you? It's gonna. This is why I am rethinking that Biden could be out. I mean, I think to Trump has a better chance of representing the Republicans than, than Biden has for Democrats, and they're both favored to do both ways. Having said that, when you see things heat up on Hunter— the only way to save Hunter and maybe himself is to stay in power and pardon everybody and then protect, fight to keep your papers secret because he's got so much to hide. You know, 62% of the country thinks that he is now linked with Hunter, which means we all know he lied. We knew he lied, but most of America didn't. They thought he's a, he's a nice guy, he's a little limited, he's getting a little old, but man, at least we can trust him. That is not true. And the only way now for him to protect himself is to stay in power and pardon Hunter and stop the bleeding and stop the aggressive pursuit of his deals in China, Romania, Russia, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine. So that's why I think he stays in. And if he does not leave voluntarily and doesn't have a physical episode, that would get him out. Physically, voluntarily, there's no nothing that could stop it because he has Air Force One. He's got the machine. He's got the infrastructure. If he doesn't relinquish it, It'll be Ted Kennedy falling short against Jimmy Carter. It'll be Ronald Reagan falling short against Gerald Ford. He'll, he'll be wounded, but he'll keep the nomination. That's awesome. Brian Kilmeade, as always, you're the best. Again, once uh, Fox and Friends, every morning on Fox News, One Nation, going to be a big, big show coming up tomorrow night as Brian continues to break down Republicans versus Democrats. And, of course, right after me coming up in about two and a half hours, Kilmeade, have yourself a great weekend. Let's go, Giants. Great having you on, buddy, as always. Sid, I hate to correct you, but you are the best, okay? Let's just go with that. <laughs> I love you, pal. Thank you so much. There right, he is. Get him Take care. Brian Kilmeade right after me every weekday morning here on WABC. And again, Fox and Friends and One Nation on Fox News. Still lots more to do Friday morning with me, Sid Rosenberg, exclusively right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.